1: So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started.
2: This is Dale Jr. and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Outside, door, bumper, clear the 18. Best car i had here in a long time. You're going to do it. You're going to win it. Right with you. You're clear. Check the flag. You win. Oh, yeah! Woo!
1: Do you want inside information? You
0: will not be able to repeat it to your kids, but you will (laughs) learn, and you will laugh. Door bumper clear
1: is on. Hey, everybody. I'm TJ Majors, spotter of the 88 cup car, 7 Xfinity, and the 29 truck. And joining me alone today, Brett Griffin, spotter for Elliott Sadler and Clint Boyer. And we've
0: got our famous fill-in for KB. Uh...
2: Producer Josh.
0: Hashtag. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Where's the... Where's hey, the,
2: guys. Hey, guys. Where's
0: the falsetto <laughs> voice? <laughs> Sorry. What's the...
1: Kristen got a gluten outbreak again? Yeah. She, uh... <laughs> she binge date some pizza or something with gluten in it. Yeah. I don't know. Probably. No, she's actually, uh... At a, a production today. Yeah. With, uh... Her Pokemon hunting buddy, Natalie. So, that'll, uh... They're at seems- Oscar Blues. So, they're
0: drinking beer, so she'll be at the emergency room later today. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah, wheat feet. beers. I got. I got. Hate to say this because she's not here to defend herself, but I text her on Friday morning because we were going back and forth about some work stuff, and I said, "Hey, never, never heard back from you. Are we doing the steal or not doing the deal?" She says, "I'm in the infield care center. My throat's swelling shut, and I'm broken out in hives." I'm like, "Chris, Kristen, your lifestyle choices are just terrible right, right.
1: now." Right. And Loudon, <laughs> she did that. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's every weekend.
0: That's the fifth sure.
1: time she's been EpiPen that I know about. I hadn't known this girl this long. Wow. I have a daughter with a peanut allergy for six years, and she hasn't had to be <laughs> EpiPenned yet. Yeah. Well, that's because she mean, stays away from peanuts. Good Lord, Kristen. Lifestyle choices. No kidding. She needs just a bubble around her. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that
2: uh, that movie Bubble Boy?
1: Yeah. Yeah. God, we, man, we're going to call Bubble Girl. We tried to take over her, her date life. Maybe we need to take over her nutrition as well. We do. We need, she need. What's that show where they come in and hijack you or whatever? or they intervention or whatever? She needs intervention. <laughs> she needs <an> intervention. <laughs> she needs an intervention. Yeah. God, her and Johnny Manziel need interventions, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah. Together. Together. <laughs> Crazy, man. All right. What do we got today? Thank Exalta for uh, having the studio for us to do this show in. Yeah. Thanks for one, man, for bringing this to you guys, too.
2: Yep, and uh, Exalta is giving their website, com a fresh coat of paint. To get all the latest news, photos, and schedule for Dale's Exalta number 88, head over to com, photo galleries, schedule, pretty much everything.
0: Everything. 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 Everything was in New Hampshire. Hey, I saw – I mean, I've been going to New Hampshire 17, 18 years. I saw the best-looking girls up there. They, they. I don't know if really? they imported I, some I, stuff.
2: I didn't see any.
0: I stayed in Mer- Meredith, New Hampshire, which I'd never Where even heard that? of. It's way north.
2: Like? Up near Lake Winnipeg. Like in Canada, oh. basically. <laughs> Vermont. <laughs> yeah, and
0: but man, I feel like their talent picked up over the weekend. Or either I've just gotten old and my scale's going way down.
2: Sh- shoe show or no, no, no shoe shows.
0: <laughs> yeah, even the track walk stuff. Man, I mean, we're we're me and Tony Reigns. We were sitting out there in the parking lot waiting to go up to the
1: roof, and I was like, man, these girls are wearing Daisy Dukes. You know, doing it. Well, that's just they just got up there this year. <laughs> It took <laughs> them <fashion laughs> that long. It took them that long to get up there. So, uh, yeah, I, I never really. I was at the track late every night, pretty much. So, I didn't do much but stop and eat with a uh, couple guys on the way to the hotel and pretty much go to bed. I watched the Outlaw race on my computer. Yeah, that's pretty much uh, all I did. Kings Royal. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite races of the year. Yeah, three nights a good racing. That's awesome. Uh,
2: yeah, I've, I've had to go many times.
0: <clears throat> so the big news going into New Hampshire. Regardless of who you pull for, was Dale Jr. not racing? Yeah. That's our second guy out with a concussion. You might have heard about it. A few weeks. Man, uh, for those of you who don't know what a concussion is, it's when your brain slams into your skull. So it's not like this is a a deal you got to take lightly.
1: I mean, this is a big deal. Yeah, and especially, you know, we've just had some bad luck and, you know, uh, we've been in some three weeks of consecutive little jolts, kind of, you know, Michigan, Sonoma. And so, we'll, uh, you know, it's right for him to – big of him to step up and say, hey, I need to get <clears> – <throat> I need to make it make, – get myself right before I go back and do this again. And uh, there's a lot of people that wouldn't have done that or that don't ever say anything about it. So, yeah. you know, good for him to stand up and, and – Put himself first you know and do the right thing do the right thing about it yeah there's a lot of people that football players get concussions on a play and they come right back in thinking they're gonna make a play on the next play and maybe take another hit and make it way worse so yeah, yeah. you know he's doing the right thing and you know alex came in there and uh you know alex came in you know he was a little a little timid at first yeah i don't you know he has run a cup season before but He's a little timid at first, but when the race started I kinda I, you know, I told everybody I thought it would take until about halfway through the first run for him to get acclimated. rid of all the you know when they when you start racing, that's when everything kinda leaves your mind. Yeah. You kinda you kinda just oh man, I'm racing, you know, you just want to pass the guy in front of you. So I think it was gonna take until that part of the weekend to really get him comfortable in the car. And once he did, he did good. He took off and Real, really consistent and aggressive on restarts when he needed to be. The couple guys pushed him around because they knew they could. They went in there. Harvick went in there the first time he tried to pass us, and we were already out. We were outside him. He just went to the third groove with us outside of him. Just yeah. you know, and I, you know, you expect a little bit of that. But um, Alex handled it really well. The car basically had no scratches until. Um, did you, did you see what happened to us? Did did he cut a tire with the 41, or did he cut a tire before No. That? What we were doing is we were we were in the top 10, and yep. we were coming out of our stall. Yeah. The 19 was pitted in front of us, okay. and the 13 came in late behind him and had him jammed up. So he was trying to back up to get out of his stall, and we were coming out of ours and right. it backed into our left rear. Oh. And it, it wrinkled our fender in to where it was rubbing. Yep. And And the five looked at it and said, you know, look, it's rubbing a little bit, but we – left rear, you're not – you know, really, really, you know, wasn't. Overly it was, worried it, about it, it was bad a little bit, but we thought it might clear itself because that's not a, a huge tire to get down there. You know, that's not driving to the corner and stuff. But yeah. uh, and then it finally blew into turn one there. But he was doing a great job, and and uh, it would have been awesome to come out of there. I think we had a shot at a top ten. Yeah, so. for sure, for sure.
2: It was also cool. All the all the support from all the other drivers uh, for for Dale and for Alex. Yeah, yeah. that was. Yeah,
1: it was a big showed weekend. Showed really good sportsmanship. Yeah, it's, you know, it's uh, I think Dell Jr. is a really, really uh, respected driver in the sport with how he handles all the you know situations that we've had in the past. You know, he handles, he handles them most of the time as the high road. You know, there's been times where we've had bad cars dealt to us, and he still takes the high road out of it, and, and I think that goes a long way. Anytime you're in our sport and you're
0: an industry guy, you don't want the news to be that Tony Stewart's out of the car, Dell Jr.'s out of the car. You know Kyle Busch is out of the car. You want the news to be about what happens on the racetrack because when it's about somebody's health, man, that's serious. It's a whole different ballgame. Yeah. So we all hope he gets well soon and that he literally takes the time needed to do that and yeah. doesn't come back too early. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we all need him here, but we don't need him back too soon either.
1: So Harvick finished fourth and has negative talk about his pit crew. He, yeah, he. We're um... we going into spot on, spot off. Yeah. Oh, no, we already. Where... I skipped down there. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I was just reading.
2: Uh, yeah, we'll go into spot on. Spot well, let's on. talk
1: about more. Did you? Uh, what you think about the Xfinity race or the modified race? Did you watch any of that? No, I didn't watch that. How do you not watch that race? It's one of the best races. It was
0: one of the best races until they changed the engine rule, and now they're not passing for the lead like they They used to. They do pass for the lead. The first two guys were checked out and gone. I I like to watch. That's
1: because there was a halfway break, and they weren't going to use their tires up back
0: there. I used to watch the modified stuff, but they've changed the rules, and now it's not as competitive as it was. It's still pretty competitive. still pretty good. I mean, it's a good race, but no, man, I watched enough racing in New Hampshire this weekend. The Xfinity race was – I think we're got I'm, I'm I'm going to go out of limb here and say we've got rule changes coming to how many Xfinity races they let these full-time Cup drivers run. I think yeah. next oh, year, yeah, it was brutal. I think next year in 2017, and it's unfortunate the legs to which those rule changes are coming because Clint pointed out during the Cup race, it is very obvious that JGR has something that nobody else has. Now, there are things you can get from working hard in your shop and tricks you can find that nobody else knows about, and it takes a while to catch up. But there's things like motor, where you have more horsepower than everybody else. That's not something that we're going to be able to overcome. So it's obvious to me JGR does have an advantage. What it is, I don't know if we knew what it was, we'd all be trying to catch it. But sometimes your your box for what you can do with engines is does not allow you to catch up, right? So whatever's going on with JGR, they're, they're light years ahead of what it looks like to be everybody else, pretty much everywhere we go. At one point in the race, The cup race, the top four cars were JGR cars. The Xfinity race, top three cars were JGR cars. So whatever they're doing, they're getting ready to see a rule change about cup drivers in the the Xfinity series. If they're running for cup points, I'm hearing it's coming next year.
1: Yeah, I I just hope, you know, I hope it's, you know, I find it hard to believe that they've found something mechanically. Working on the car, engineering, something like that, I find it hard to believe that they've, you know, Outdone everybody that much in that area. So but, you think it's more motor or something along those lines? I don't know. I I, I just don't. You know, I. I don't it, know. It's just
2: amazing because every race that he is in, <clears throat> we're talking, referencing Kyle Busch.
0: Yeah, but it's not just Kyle. I mean, no, it's JGR yeah. in general. I, it, yeah, it, but for 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 Saturday JGR, the difference is it's Kyle and then it's you know Eric Jones and Daniel Suarez. Well, if you put Carl Edwards and Matt Kenseth and those other two cars, it would be all three of them checked out and gone. I mean, the difference is Kyle's experience versus those other two guys' experience. But their cars in both both series are still superior. I mean, Martin Truex is part of the JGR stable. Right. Make no mistake about that. His, his chassis are built there. His bodies are hung there. He's getting the same motors those guys are getting. So it, it just it, – it's going to be a struggle for me when they make this rule change because a guy like Casey Kane, Kevin Harvick – Brad Keselowski, Kyle Busch, those guys in the Xfinity series attract sponsorship. And without sponsorship, this model simply doesn't work. We're not the NFL. We're not the NBA. It'll hurt the series if they make a rule change. And it's a big one. I've heard all kinds of things. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see.
1: Yeah, who knows? All right. What else happened? Josh, you're supposed to be running this show. What oh, else happened up okay.
2: there? <laughs> well, I mean, y'all, I didn't know y'all were done. <laughs> so. Let's if, go. if you let TJ yeah.
0: start running it, it's going to get ready to get all over the place. Let's go to spot, right. on spot on. Remember that time we had a call-in show, and we were going to call people, and they were going to ask us a question, and we called them, and TJ asked their question for them? Right. Yeah, you got to take over here, man. I'll call and ask <laughs> questions. <laughs>
1: I can do that all day.
2: All right, so moving into spot on, spot off. Kyle Bush wins an SB for best driver.
1: DJ. Um You look excited right now. Yeah, I don't even know what to think about that. Do I think he's the best driver? I don't think he's the best driver, but do I think he's one of the best? Yes, I think he's we one of the We want an best. SP for being best driver. So well, congrats. you know <laughs> spot on for uh, spot on for one of our guys getting an S P for driving his tail off. Yeah. I mean, no
0: doubt. Kyle Busch right now is the best driver in two areas that I see. Number one is restarts. Number two is maneuvering traffic. Those things are very important to getting good finishes. So spot on for this award, man. He he, he deserved it, and he brought it home to ultimately the NASCAR community. So that's cool.
2: Spot on, spot off. Kevin Harvick finishes fourth and then talks negative about his pick crew.
0: Spot off for me. You know, the guy is a champion. He is – going to be in the championship conversation this year he also has fast cars he's always been hard on his pit crew and maybe that's why they consistently struggle is because of confidence maybe if he would loosen up on them a little bit or maybe he needs to go drive the car at pit practice or maybe he needs to go work out with them if you tell me he's doing everything to make that team the best it can be then I'll accept that I'm wrong but if he's mfing them on the radio after a bad stop here or there it shakes some guys up man i mean i've played sports i've been kicked in the you know waters you know <laughs> i've had sand kicked on me by the third base coach in baseball and next time you come up to bat, man, you're not a hundred percent there so i realize these guys have a job to do they're paid well to do it but sometimes when you think you're motivating them you're, you're beating them down and you're getting the exact opposite
1: yeah spot off for that could you imagine maybe they maybe the uh spotter crew chief for some of the Crew guys should start keying up every t- if he misses a corner or something, and you know, hey dude, what are you doing up there? You know, or something like that. If he makes a mistake on the racetrack, maybe they should start keying up. I'm gonna go go ahead and say that probably won't last very long, but that's yeah. what that's essentially what he's doing. I mean, uh, you know, there's. Those guys, all every single crew member on pit road makes a mistake once in a while. Yeah, it, it's just part of it. It's human element. Yeah, it's part of it. You're not going to have robots. Maybe what do we want? Robots that run the same time. Everybody, when you pit, I mean, just that's and, part and of and it.
2: And you finish fourth. Damn. I mean,
1: <laughs> yeah, I I just don't I don't think it's right to degrade anybody on the radio like that or, or on TV or anything like that. Man, those guys are there. When you screw up. And you know, you, when you wreck three other cars, and you have three teams coming over to whip your guy, you know, those guys are going to be there fighting for you, protecting you. You keep doing stuff like that, you're not—they're not—they're not going to want to work with you or have your back in I, situations. I just
0: think, and, and I don't have a lot of data right in front of me to support this comment, but I remember him swapping a lot of pit crews in the chase. I remember him swapping a lot of crew guys when we were RCR together, around on the pit crews. Man, it just seems like. Sometimes you got to weather the storm a little bit and support your guys and, and lift them up and, and get better with them and give them the opportunity to get better with you and not just MF them because it's easy to go off. I mean, but if society as a whole right now, Bobby Knight would not make it as a basketball coach anymore, ever. Like, no. and, and that used to be the way. I mean, that was the way I grew up playing sports. You know, coaches got in your butt. Man, now they can't. So it's almost like, hey, you got a bunch of 18- to 25-year-old guys that are on your team – and and they're not used to that. And and you can rattle them if they have a bad stop and you come on and just chew their ass. You can you can rattle them for the rest of the day. And you got 3 hours of of pit, pit stuff left to do, you know.
1: Yeah. When somebody makes a mistake, man, pick them up. Yeah. Shake Help it them. off. Now, yeah. if
0: this is going on all day Consistently, or every week, it's yeah. that's a different conversation, but it still isn't necessarily the one to have over the radio.
1: So, I mean. you know, quarterback Tom Brady throws three interceptions, has a bad day. Yeah. I mean, well, You I mean, think his wide receivers are going to – Yeah, you think they're going to go in there and say, hey, this this quarterback sucks, he's got to go. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, relax, man. Go yeah. in there and say, hey, you know, he made a couple of bad reads. And Yeah, for the most part, all of these
0: teams have team meetings on Tuesdays. And it those team meetings typically consist of the crew chief, the engineer, the driver, and a team manager. Sometimes a spotter will go in depending on what they're talking about. But that's the right time to be discussing that stuff, not, you know – Don't kick the guy while he's down. Right. Yeah. I promise you he's pissed off. He messed
1: up. So that's a universal spot off. Yeah.
2: (laughs) All right. So spot on, spot off. Team Pinsky and Joe Gibbs locked into the 2016 Cup chase.
0: Spot Mm. off for me because I'm not on Team Pinsky or Team (laughs) Gibbs. So I can't – you know, obviously that's a big success story for those two organizations. They're both running well. I I think that they're certainly in the championship conversations, but – it doesn't excite Brett Griffin at this time.
1: Yeah, no, nah, I mean, spot on for those teams that have worked hard and you know got this far and and performed well enough to get locked in. You know, congrats to those guys. Big accomplishment. Yep.
2: Uh, spot on, spot off. Cole TJ, Custer.
1: T.J. Who are you worried about getting locked into the chase? I'm hoping we make the chase. Yeah. You, so I mean, you know, and that's, and that's the thing.
0: You know, we we <clears> certainly <throat> respect other teams, and we and we want to see our friends do well. I got a lot of friends at Gibbs a few friends at Penske it's awesome for those guys but you know I want to see my team do well at the end of the day I'm only on one team I'm only part of one organization and I'm part of an organization all week and I'm part of the team all weekend but the last fuel run I'm worried about my guy I'm worried about
1: my car you know there's only so yeah you can only be so nice in this sport if you really want to make it I will say you know I'm I'm looking forward to to r- racing to get into the chase and hopefully make it in you know hopefully we can go and, w- and win a race and get locked in and because we have some decent tracks where we've been successful in the chase and if we get a you know we we go there and execute like we should be able to we should be racing a homestead yeah but you know there's also you know the element you know a lot of these guys when they like uh when they get knocked out like they're gonna they're going to be rolling the dice and be even be even harder to beat the guys that aren't in they get knocked out because they're going to be rolling the dice they're going to be going for wins only yeah they don't care about points at that at that point they're going to be stretching fuel they're going to be taking two tires a lot more than the other guys so you look interesting
0: you look at a guy like tony stewart who took a pretty large break in his career you took look at kyle bush they both came back and won well they came back and won for for two reasons number one they're in a fast car but number two they got a fresh perspective and only one agenda Dell Jr. is going to come back with that same thing.
1: Yeah, that's I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to that, and you know, we can we can just be aggressive and go after it. Yeah, you know, you got a guy, you got a guy that's sitting, you know, twelve, thirteen, of the points is within striking distance. Still, the other guys, yeah. he's going to be point racing for sure. So, and we don't have we point racing for us will be it's over. You got to win. Yeah, we're going for it. Yeah. So.
2: All right. Well, uh, spot on, spot off, Cole Custer in the one main truck at Eldora.
0: Man, this is definitely spot on. One main, obviously, bringing this podcast to you guys—a great partner to Junior Motorsports. Their debut as a primary in the Truck Series with Cole—they've been in the Truck Series before. With Elliott, finished second at Daytona a couple of years ago when Michael Waltrip half his spoiler fell off. I know TJ remembers that, but <laughs> I, I'm a—I I really enjoy being a fan of the sport at this particular race man i'll go out and ice down some cold beers cook a good steak on the grill sit back in the
1: living room man, and just watch it tweet tweet my ass off make everybody mad on the internet yeah that's you know i went to the race last year and worked with tyler tyler's a really really good dirt racer tyler reddick is and did he
0: come from dirt racing
1: yeah, yeah. he came from dirt racing so uh, i'm looking really forward to watching him the the schedule just didn't work out for me to get there um you know and and get to Indy and stuff, so I'm going to hopefully uh, sit at home and, and you watch. You come to my house, Tyler man. Good. I cook a good steak. I've seen. You, you could
2: have gone up there with Ron. Ron went up to today.
1: Ron Lamasters? Yeah. Right? See, I can't leave on a Tuesday. Oh. It, would, it would cost me. It, the reason is it Melania would cost Trump me more go, money. turn up on a Tuesday. <laughs> it would cost me more money to go on a Tuesday or Wednesday in, in kids-watching fees than it would, right. you know what I mean? The so. Economics. Yeah, but spot on for Cole. he will uh, I'm sure he'll be exciting. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back for TJ's favorite, fast lane.
0: Hey, Junior Nation. Now more than ever, exclusive, entertaining, and free content from the world of Dale Earnhardt Jr. is no further away than your fingertips. It's all thanks to Dale Jr.'s Dirty Mo' Radio presented by Exalta. All eight Dirty Mo' Radio podcasts are available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and, of course, DaleJr.com. So whether you're at home, at work, in the gym, on the run, or just hanging out, Dirty Mo Radio gives Junior Nation its newest and most versatile way yet to plug directly into the world of Earnhardt anytime, anywhere.
2: All right, so we're going to move into uh, Fastlane. (laughs) And for those of you who do not know what Fastlane is, we're going to give TJ and Brett a topic to debate. Each one gets thirty seconds and then the one that went first gets the what is it, TJ?
1: Rope rebuttal?
2: Yep, for another thirty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, all right. How much does the amount of information given from a spotter to a driver change when you have a sub driver? TJ.
1: Uh, it actually I try to do everything that I normally would have done, but you do a little bit extra. Normally you try to you have to coach a guy a little bit around other people like you know, Alex, you know, you, you want him to be aggressive and not that Kevin Harvick. You don't want you don't want him to be oh here that guy, you know, cup champion, go ahead and go, go, go. You wanna race him and make him earn it still to a certain point, but you don't wanna hit him, you don't wanna you don't wanna make him mad. And, uh, you know, rough, ruffles people people's feathers too much.
0: We pretty much all say the same things in traffic. I think when you have a veteran driver that's been to a racetrack multiple times, they know where to lift. They know how their car needs to fill in the center. They know where they need to be on the gas and exit. When you have a younger guy you have to give them a lot more insight into where they're getting beat and some things they can try inside the car to compensate for that. So it, the, the biggest difference is how experienced is the guy you're subbing for and how, how good of a spotter has he had in the past because all of us aren't aren't that good. Some of us are, some of us aren't.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I text Alex after the race and told him he did a good job. And, and uh, you know, it's it's I can adjust. It's hard to adjust to a younger guy. And you know it's harder for a younger guy to tell an older guy us what you know what they want to do or whatever. It's harder. That's that would be hard. But Alex wasn't like that. And you know, I sent him a text after the race and told Alex, "Like I know, I'm, I know I'm no Doug Campbell, but you know, someday I hope to be." <laughs> well, hopefully, he doesn't have your Facebook password like he did Doug's either. <laughs> <laughs> That's a story for another episode. Yes. <clears throat>
2: Okay, uh, Matt Kenseth wins at New Hampshire but fails post-race inspection. Should the race winner be allowed to keep the win if the car fails? Brad. This
0: is this, The question is, should he be allowed to keep the win? The answer for me is no. I talked to Randy Toltzman about this. Who used to race trucks back in the Craftsman Truck Series a while ago, and he said Bill France wanted everybody to know who the winner was when they left, which is why if you win the race, they let you keep the win. They hand down penalties – but they let you keep the win but i go with no we shouldn't let this guy keep the win
1: yeah i'm i am the same way i don't uh y- y- they tech the car after the race to make sure you were legal to you know who's to say they didn't do something on a pit stop anything who who knows um they te- why even tech after the race well why do we have tech after the race if the wins are going to stand no matter what i think if you don't pass tech you're not legal you don't finish the race there
0: if we're worried about people knowing who won when they left, guess what? Everybody has a smartphone now. Everybody's on Facebook. They're on Twitter. We can communicate to them who should have won. There's no way you should take home the trophy, take home all the sponsor exposure, and take home the extra chase points and the advantage of having a multi-win season. And look, if this was this guy's first win, he's now in the chase. Mm-hmm. It wasn't his
1: first win. But if it was his first win, he's in the chase and he doesn't even belong there. He's not the real winner. Yeah. One quick thing, one quick thing to add to this is we should, um, you know they there should be they should take the win away, and you should you should have to like start in the rear next week or yeah, something. Should there be, should be more than just the trophy because their other teams should have deserved to celebrate. Yes, you know, and get their pictures all taken and stuff. But if you if you cheat and you get thrown out, you should. There should be more repercussions than just there should be, you know, last pit stall pick for the next two races yeah, or and, something. And this LIS,
0: which stands for laser inspection station, if you're failing that, man, you're you're you've done something right. and you have an advantage. If you've not been involved in an accident, which you can't prevent, you know, we saw that with Sam Hornish, who was in an accident in the Xfinity series on pit road with a seven. It gave him an error advantage. But if there's no accident and justification for it, you gotta take the win away. Yeah. It, it, it's just – and I feel like team owners and sponsors and drivers and everybody should be jumping up and down saying it's not right anymore because there's too much on the line for a win now. It's not 1980.
2: Right. All right, the uh, the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series returns to Eldora Speedway this Wednesday. In your opinion, will it be a dirt racer or an asphalt racer who takes home to check a flag? TJ.
1: Uh, my opinion, it will be a dirt racer just because they will be more aggressive and they will be faster, but it's going to only work that way if they can all keep the right side on the truck for most of the, for their whole race. You could have a guy like Matt Crathen. That might, he's going to roll around the bottom every single lap, and if they wreck enough, he's going to take advantage of it, yeah. which is what he does a lot. He's a smart driver, but in the end, I think you're going to have a dirt driver. I think you'll have a Christopher Bell or Tyler Reddick up there winning the race. Kyle Larson, one of those. Yeah. So, Larson
0: is in it. Larson's in it. Larson's in it. Rico's in it. I'd love to see. Oh, Rico, too. I'd love to see Larson or Rico win this thing. You're going to see a dirt driver win this race, period. You're not going to see a guy with an asphalt background. I will say this. What we've seen in in years past, it's gotten harder and harder to pass later in the race. The groove tends to get a lot more single file up against the wall. I know Tony and his guys are working hard. If they have a great racetrack, you're 100% going to see a dirt racer
1: win. And that's the way it needs to be is that groove right there. If we have these guys flying around the bottom, everybody hooked up, we are not going to see any passing. When there is when they run that close to the wall, there's room for there's they call, very little they call room it the, for, cushion. Yeah, the cushion. Yeah, when they run the cushion, which the wall is basically the cushion at yeah. that place. So yeah. there's very little room for air. So when you do that, it's a it's a great race and if you're anywhere within driving distance of this thing, you need to go cuz it's a full day of racing and it's going to be a lot of fun. All right, before the Xfinity Series started racing at
2: Indianapolis Motor Speedway, they raced at Indianapolis Raceway Park. Do you feel like the Xfinity Series should return to the short track, or was it the right move to send the Series up to the big track? It
0: certainly was the right move to send the Series to the big track. It puts the Xfinity Series on one of the largest venue platforms in all of motorsports. However, we left one of the best short tracks in the country to do it.
1: Yeah, we that that was one of my favorite races all year. I've watched I've watched a lot of races there where guys ran side by side lap after lap, and you just don't get that at the big track. The big track's awesome because of the prestige and you know it's the brickyard. So I, I really you can't beat short track racing, man. The guys are close; they can't get away from each other as easily. They are you know rooting and gouging and stuff. Why? Wow, that's where we need to be.
0: One of the best races I ever saw was Brian Vickers against Shane Mill at IRP. And, man, they put on a heck of a show. We 100% still need to be at that racetrack. Cup has an off weekend in August. There's no reason that shouldn't be a truck Xfinity companion race back in August in IRP. It's a big deal that they're on the big stage in Indy, but they need to be on this little stage because it is a lot better show than some of the places we're going.
2: All right, the -the off-the-wall topic. Nate Ebner, who is the New England Patriots safety, has been selected as part of the U.S. rugby team for the Rio Olympics. If you were the Patriots organization, do you let him compete? Rugby, after all, can be even more brutal than, you know, football.
0: Well, here's the thing. You know, Nate Ebner has a contract, and in his contract, he has some things that he's not allowed to do. The question is, does this fall under that? Do they even have the legal right to step in and say, "Hey, Nate, we're not going to let you do this"? It may say he can't skydive, he can't own a motorcycle, you know, he can't go in strip clubs and make it rain because he may get tackled by all the shoe show veterans in there. But, but the the question for me is, does he have the parameters to? Do they have the parameters to even say yes or no?
1: Uh, If he plays for the Patriots, he's absolutely allowed to go in my eyes. I'm a Bills fan, so I, I think Tom Brady should go over there and play rugby. <laughs> <laughs> that,
0: that, that's it? I'm done. I, I think, man, the Olympics is such a prestigious offering. And if he's not afraid of Zika, dude, get on a plane and go do it. Damn. Go get it. I think I got Zika this weekend. I've never had so many mosquitoes around me in my life. So <laughs> I did in New Hampshire. I think some have gone in, man, man, but they're all behind my legs, on my ankles.
1: Well, dude, you were out there putting on a dance show. No, that was this was this was outside. That was inside. I know. Well, that too. There was some dancing outside. No, I didn't no, dance outside. You, you if and I was did a little bit, you and Justin did a little. That bit. was inside. No, there, there was it started a little bit outside. I think just a oh. couple moves, and then it went inside. To that was the me trying show. to get
0: the mosquitoes off my legs. <laughs> it just looked like I was dancing. I was doing that. Uh, what's that river dance stuff? <laughs> oh, God, yeah. almighty, the mighty It mosquitoes. It's crazy.
2: It's
1: crazy.
0: Crazy. crazy. I had some, move into Shouldn't uh, worn them Daisy Dukes. That's lobster. <laughs> <Yeah>. Lobster. <laughs> if you didn't
1: have them Daisy Dukes on. You'd have been better.
0: Yeah. What I figured <laughs> out is our friends at Sprint know. Exactly where to go to have a good time and a good meal. Oh yeah, you know. So yeah. we we went out to some place called Town docks for for dinner, and then some pizza place turned into a karaoke bar
1: mm. around nine o'clock.
2: Is that where your picture was from, right there on the river? A
1: pizza place that turned yeah. into a karaoke bar. Yeah, don't you like that? Yeah, there used to be a Chinese place <laughs> up there that, into a dance. Yeah, club. you remember the name of it? <laughs> yeah, I it, don't remember that. It was the Oriental Garden. Was that
0: what it's called? Yeah, it was
1: right across from the ho- the hotel where we used to stay. That
0: was like. Eight years ago. Well, it was, was a long good. time ago. Yeah. <laughs> Any Chinese place that turns into anything other than a Chinese buffet is gonna be fun. Yeah.
1: It was you a know? night it was How, a full blown nightclub.
0: Yeah. So actually How uh, was the uh a the year, food? A, well, we didn't eat there. A year ago, <laughs> um, Blake came into New Hampshire. This isn't a secret, it was all over T V. Blake came into New Hampshire, we went to dinner in downtown Concord. they Canucket. say Concord Weird. Concord, New Hampshire. And so he's like, Man, I wanna see karaoke. So I find a karaoke bar that was a Chinese restaurant in a basement right on Main Street in Concord, and it all it ended up all over TMZ. Ooh. and here was my fat ass sitting in the <laughs> background on the couch talking to the karaoke DJ. That was not part of the plan, but nonetheless, still fun. Probably it's it's hard to it's hard to imagine that New Hampshire can be fun because it just doesn't sound like a fun place. Yeah, but we doesn't. made it fun.
2: Man, Manchester's not that bad. Manchester. Yeah, for anyone who's never been to New Hampshire, which is everybody that's listening, (laughs) that accent is a little rough.
1: It is. It's different. It's different for sure. Go to man. Go to New Hampshire. Just load up and go up there. I think it's a great racing weekend too, by by far. Yeah. Modifieds, E Series, Xfinity Series, Cup Series. You cannot beat. You got four days of racing. Yeah. So. They get after it. I think yeah. the majority of people are from
0: New Hampshire and from Maine. Right. Yeah. From they they from love their the racing East.
1: too, man. It's, it's good up there. I've never been to Maine, but I got to go. Yeah, I've never been to Maine either. For what? For something. What's up there? You're. Gonna I just got to check it off the list. Lobster. More mosquitoes? You just want to get hit by more mosquitoes? I got to check it off the list, man.
0: I know a lot of good people from Maine, so I think they're my kind of people. But what are you going to
1: do there? There can't be anything to do. There's water. Yeah, there's a river that goes up north of it. There's and around a big-ass ocean, ocean. <laughs> on the east side of it. Okay, so you're telling me that you're going to go up there. and you, I mean, it's got to be colder. There's, Are there whales out there?
2: <laughs> I'm sure there are. Yeah, orcas, an ocean. maybe?
1: Yeah. Free Great wheeling. whites. We can go whale watching. Nar- I actually think I saw a
0: couple of whales at the racetrack. <laughs> Some narwhales. <laughs> we saw it all at the racetrack uh, in New Hampshire. New Hampshire.
2: You know yeah. what is fun <laughs> well about New Hampshire, though? It's really close to Boston. Boston. Boston is yeah. a great town.
0: It, but the
1: traffic.
2: Oh yeah, the traffic sucks, but it's it a great town. town.
1: It yeah. is a great town. The people are nice, like they're in the South. Yeah, too, the ones not, I've been around. I've always enjoyed enjoyed going up there. It's always a, it's always fun. And Boston is pretty cool. I went on a whale watch there one time in school. Yeah, the voyage of the Mimi. How <laughs> far of a trip was that? It was a long way. <laughs> no kidding. We drove. We busted all the way from Ooh. Western New York over over to Boston. Yeah, uh, six hours, seven hours. No way. No, it's more than that. We're leaving like Buffalo area here. in like a month long trip? <laughs> <laughs> we backpacked. <laughs> I think it was like eight or nine hours, something like that, one way. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Well, Did I you see a the whale? Did you see the whale? Yeah, we saw some whales. I ate two hot dogs on the boat and got seasick, so <laughs> <laughs> don't do that again. But, yeah, we saw some whales and went to the uh, Cheers. Oh, yeah. I went to saw Cheers Saw
2: Cheers there. Yeah. yeah. The original one Got a beer yep. at Cheers.
0: I've been to Fenway a few times. What, what uh, a awesome. See, I've never been to Yeah, Fenway, I walked right by it. It's pretty neat. Awesome venue. Pretty neat. I feel like I'm in the 60s, man. Just awesome venue. I've seen uh, the Yankees play the Red Sox there twice. I went and saw... Miranda Lambert and Jason Aldean do a concert there. It's phenomenal. It's, it's hard
1: to beat Boston. I'm not a yeah. huge baseball fan, but you know I don't even think the uh, the Pirates are my favorite team. But i, I used to uh, I would get on iRacing way back. This is when right when it first started. You know who's an investor in it, John oh, Henry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I would get on there and he would be in there racing. Right. He's got a whole complete setup for racing on iRacing, and yeah. we would get in there and. He knew me from hiring all, all the guys, they hired to start that I knew from the previous game. Yeah. And he knew of me and he would actually we would message back and forth a little bit in there and he would he'd be like, "Hey, how how's your day?" You know, I'm like, "This is John Henry." And yeah. he's actually <laughs> racing legends cars on iRacing yeah. for fun. That's awesome. That's Yeah. Cool. So, I mean, that's He's worth a little bit of money. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. uh he, he's funny. I mean, I was, it was enjoyable and, and fun to do. Yeah. Let's do some questions, Josh. Yeah, what do uh, let's you get got? get into uh, so, the,
2: the hashtag SDBC. i bad these uh, suck. <coughs> <coughs>
1: all
2: right. Well, uh, anyways, <laughs> back to the show. We've chosen the best or funniest five ask, hashtag SDBC questions. The guys here today are going to answer them. At DMH underscore 13 asks, What differences are there in spotting in the three different series? Prefer one over the other. This
1: is all TJ because I only do two series. Oh man. I do the Arca series too. Does that count? Does that make it four? So I'm out. That's four. <laughs> you're definitely in. Uh it just depends on the driver and Arca you you it's Arca's tough. You go and you have a lot of cars that are that are uh you have a handful of cars that you're gonna pass every five laps. And there's nothing you can do about it, but you try to prepare for more for that. You know, the truck series there's a truck series is close racing. Like you're and you, you're real Real air sensitive on the doors, probably more so than Cup cars or Xfinity cars. You got to be real careful with that stuff. So you try to work with the driver a little bit more, and he knows most of that. But then you get to the Xfinity series, and Xfinity and Cup are real close. Mm-hmm. You know the drivers are similar, and you, you probably use unless you have a rookie driver, then you're a little more talkative and stuff. But you know usually the lower the series, the more work you have to do. Yeah.
2: All right. At Xs thoughts asks. Is it harder for a driver to learn a new spotter or a spotter to learn a new driver?
0: I thought it was more important for the driver to learn the spotter until I started spotting for Clint Boyer, who is a good friend of mine but has a high amount of ADD. So, he requires a lot of information and a lot of of talking compared to some of the other guys I had done. Certainly I've adapted and we've had some success and won some races and finished second a championship the year Brad Keselowski won it. So, you know, you you have to be willing to adapt to do the spotting role and and the role has changed so much in the 17 years that I've been here And, and it's only made our role more important versus where it was when I started. So like I said earlier, for the most part, we're all saying the same things. It's just a question of how quickly can you deliver it and, and have the driver and make it help them.
1: Yeah. I think the, um, Experience level of the driver and how long he's been around matters too, though. I mean, if you if he's been around a long time, you're going to want – you're probably going to have to adjust to him a little bit. Yeah. If he's already – you know, if you go and – if you were to go and spot for a guy that won a championship before and already knows the ins and outs, he's probably going to tell you what he likes to hear a little bit, you're going to have to adjust to him. But if you've also been around a little while, he's probably going to have to adjust to you a little bit too because you, you can't change – you can't just change. You can adjust a little bit, but you can't just change the way you spot for just like that. Because certain situations, it's automatic when it comes up. Yeah. You see something, we all automatically have our sayings for what we do. And, you know, and it's hard to sit there and like, wait a minute, this guy wants to hear this. Yeah, you don't have time. <clears throat> to TJ's point also, if you're a driver
0: that's been around a long time and you've had a spotter for a long time and he wasn't a very good one and you get a guy who is, you actually are like, Wow, I, I've been missing a lot, uh, missing a lot of information that could have helped me navigate traffic, find quicker lines, be a better plate racer. You know, we're we're not all the same up there. We're mm-hmm. we're we're saying the same things, but we're not saying it at the same times, and we yeah. certainly can coach a lot different. I mean, I've had a lot of veteran drivers that I've spotted one race for or multiple races for that were like, "Wow, I wasn't getting this much information," or I'd didn't know that you guys could see this, or, man, you help a lot more with the runs in a plate track. And I think that's where, as a spotter, you have to differentiate yourself. There's only 40 of us in the world on a Sunday. So it's a very elite job. I'm not saying it's a famous job. It's not. It's not a high-paying job. But it's an elite job to, to acquire. So if you get in there and you have a niche and you're just a little bit better than the other 39 guys or 30 other guys, it makes you have a staple in the sport for a long time. Probably
1: closer to 15. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so wait, one instance. Is- but But there's a lot better guys up there than they used to be.
1: <clears throat> oh, yeah, absolutely. So Scott Riggs one time, a long, long time ago, told me, I was spot for him, and I said, all right, caution's out, wave him off behind you. This is before when you can see the hand waving in the mirror real good. Right. That's something you do when the caution comes out. You get your hand up in case the other guy – might be talking on his radio or somebody might he doesn't get the message right away yeah you wave your hand for him to slow down it's like going down the the highway you see somebody raise their arm whatever you know they're either saying thank you or hey they're checking up well it's their version of a brake light yeah so i said all right cautions out wave them off behind you he comes on there all mad, like, all i want to hear is cautions out so i was like okay so i might have told you before but so we got wrecked we were involved in a wreck a little bit later and we were spinning down the front stretch at Phoenix. As soon as he stopped, I just said, cautions out. You know, I didn't figure that was nice of – you know, yeah. I, I was mad because he yeah. he was – he didn't say, hey, you know, hey, man, just say, you know, cautions out. I don't need to rat. He was, like, real ass There's a it. way to say it and a way not to do it. Right. right. But, yeah. Good question.
2: All right. Ed Craig <clears throat> Chevalier asks, if you could change lives with someone, who would you rather be, Derek Jeter or Justin
1: Timberlake? Oh. Oh. Sorry, that's it's a, not good Justin one, Bieber. Craig Chevillier, I think it's an A that year. I want to be it's, Justin Timberlake because he can
0: sing and dance. There's there's no – at no point in my life have I ever said, man, I really want to be Derek Jeter. Nah, <laughs> it's not happened. It's not going to happen. I want to be Justin Timberlake.
1: Who's got more money? I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, Derek I mean. Jeter has gotten paid. Yeah. <laughs> I, I bet you Justin Timberlake is
0: a $70 million a year guy. I mean how what do you think his net worth is? 70 million times 20? No way. <laughs> Dude, Justin Timberlake is killing it. I'll get Timberlake, you get I bet Timberlake gets 2 million a show right now. Really?
1: 2 million.
0: Yes. Mm. I have people that I know that make a million and he's a lot bigger than they are. Justin Oh, we're, yeah, we're,
2: we're going to the uh, the trustful World Wide Web. Yeah. Justin
0: Timberlake net worth. So, anyway, TJ, who do you want to be? Or you don't know until you look up the financials? Uh,
1: Justin. <laughs>
0: uh, I'm 230
2: gonna, million.
1: That's what who's worth?
2: Justin Timberlake.
1: That's what he's worth? I got 175 right here on Justin This Timberlake. is a
2: celebrity net worth, so you know it's legit. Okay, what's the <laughs> other
1: one? <laughs> yeah, you and TJ are only 50 million apart on your guesses. <laughs> that's it's probably going to not matter at this at that level. They don't know. Yeah, they
0: don't know. But it, it, okay, a guy's worth so at $250 million, does it really is, matter? Is your lifestyle going to change at 250? Money no. doesn't buy happiness, but it does buy a BMW and I've never seen anybody sad in a BMW. I
1: know I know Derek Jeter signed like a 200 something million dollar contract. Yeah.
0: 185 million. I'm just a, a Timberlake,
1: Jeter. and I <laughs> I can dance too. Quick. Andy can dance. He's in movies. He's in movies. Can dance. He's got it all going on, I, man. He I dated promise. Britney Spears. Yeah, I he. Mean, back when Justin Timberlake's high. got a pile more money than Derek Jeter's got. Yeah,
0: a pile. And, and he can dance. Yeah, you just I forgot he's even in movies. He does. He's
1: decent in a couple.
0: Dude, that's fifteen million a pop for a guy like that. Plus, Derek Jeter had to
1: give half his money to other people. Yeah, <laughs> And he was involved in some sketchy stuff. Some of the roids? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Dude, I've been working yeah. out. I wonder if I could. How,
2: how much do you make per movie?
0: Per movie? I've only been in one music video, and I got a six-pack of beer out of it. <laughs>
1: hey. I didn't get anything for being in Matthew, Matthew Good's uh video a long time ago. Yeah, we had this garden gnome. We chased around and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. Uh, good uh, question,
2: though. All right. At Keith Dishman asks, what do you think about having a podium celebration for places one through three? Still do the hat dance for first, basically like IRL does it.
1: Uh, I think we should do it. Start, I think we should stop every single one of them on the front stretch and set it up on the front stretch. I do. I think they should bring. I think they should put it on the front, like Martinsville. Martinsville Victory Lane is awesome because it's right there. No fans leave. They all hang out there and watch it because it's literally thirty feet from where they're at. And I think it would be awesome for them to have some of the drivers right there, the top three right there, you know, celebrating, you know, and it works really good. For, you've seen the crowd at Formula One races where they yeah, are standing, cool. they are lined up a hundred deep, yeah. to to see that podium. Yeah, it's cool. So so our current process is first place goes
0: to victory lane, second through fifth place is held on pit road for media obligations, and then the highest finishing rookie is sent to the media center, So as is second and third to the media center. So we don't have anything like this, and I don't know why. It's a really good question as to why we don't have it. I'm certainly not opposed to it. We just have our little system we've always done. I think, more importantly, we got to make sure the hat dances for the guy that deserves to win the race.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The, the winning team gets to celebrate. You know, they get to go and roll their car in there and, and you know – Spray the champagne and all that. That's another
0: obstacle for us because it's going to take time to determine is this guy worthy of the win, and we're so TV-driven. But, again, I don't have an issue with you stripping him after the fact because you do have – in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, you didn't necessarily have the way to communicate to people, hey, this guy didn't win the race until Monday afternoon when they got their paper from the Charlotte Observer or they listened to Benny Parsons on Fast Talk. You know, like now – Everything is right now. So, when, when we know – I'm sitting on the plane already, and I get the text, the tweet, you know, Matt Kenseth fails pre-race, post-race inspection. His car is going back to R&D Center, and I'm like, oh, this is big. I mean
2: – Still keeps the win, but – He keeps the win, and if yeah. it's his first win, he right. still he's keeps locked, the chase berth. Locked in the chase. And, and you yeah. find him hundred
0: grand, and guess what? It doesn't matter. Right. He may have a million-dollar bonus kicker for making the chase in his sponsorship contract. So that alone was subsidized the fine. It, it just – and I'm – TJ's been a driver. I've never, you know, driven professionally, but well, TJ didn't drive professionally either, but he drove. <laughs> but it's that- not the driver's fault the car is illegal. You know, right. he, he's going to possibly know some things are going down, but when you see – a car doing things after they have won like a suspicious burnout or backing into the wall or swerving repeatedly they that's when they're in the know of things they've got to correct
1: yeah i know like i drove the dash series which is a stepping stone for there i mean yeah. i didn't i the shop wasn't near here it wasn't right close to here when i would go to south boston and i got a literally in a late model and dash car that night and i got out of the late model and um was getting right in the dash car i had no nothing to do with that car other than until i got in it i got a light model ran over the dash car strapped in i had nothing to do with that car up until that point you yeah. know like so the driver a lot of times has they don't have any they don't turn a wrench on that car you know it's not they're not the ones working on it and stuff so it's hard to i don't know i, I would like to see i don't think it's fair though for them to keep the keep the window.
2: All right, uh, TJ, we're going to go first with you on this, because I think this is uh, what you say, your verbiage. B underscore verba asks, Who would do better over the course of a full season, one-bar driver in a top car or top driver in a one-bar car?
0: Set the analogy up though, like explain what this means.
1: So we use uh, a terminology instead of using. Set is of going off on people on the radio, and if somebody makes a bad decision or races like a tool, I call them a one bar. It's like a cell phone signal. When you get around a guy with one bar, you might drop your call. You might get wrecked. So you, uh, we, I, re- I usually refer to drivers as one bar sometimes when I'm not pleased with what the moves they make on the track. So, so. who would
0: be a one bar driver? I don't in like a to use car. names.
1: Jeez. I never right now. A one bar driver in a top cup car. You know, I, you normally don't have, you normally don't have that because normally they don't get to that point, you know, but you have, um, well, who's a driver you call a one bar driver right now? I mean, I probably called them all one bars <laughs> at one point or another. Um,
0: so if you put, josh wise in the 88 car versus jimmy johnson in josh wise's car who's going to have a better full season josh wise absolutely 100 percent, no doubt fast cars go fast i told Even, jeff gluck that 15 years yeah. ago
1: Even they're going fast when they wreck too but i mean they're josh wise is not a bad driver he's just not he's just in subpar equipment and he's just trying to make do with it and you know those guys there's there's 10 guys back there that are making a living off this not because they they don't they don't have a choice. No. And it, they're better drivers than what they are but they're limited to their resources and they may never get a chance to move it, but it's not a bad career. They're still driving race cars for a living. Yeah. Um you know so it's it's not a bad deal but there's guys with talent back there that you don't know because We're, you can't they can't show it. Where this sport
0: has changed so much is Jeff Burton used to get here and he would have to earn his way into a top ride. So he would start out, you know, in some equipment that was certainly subpar and end up with the Stavola Brothers, who was still subpar. And then, boom, gets hired by Jack Roush, all of a sudden compete for championships, leading every lap at New Hampshire, you know, winning Phoenix, doing all these winning Southern 500s. The guy always had the talent. He didn't have the equipment. Jeff Gordon kind of changed that because he got here, and it was like – man, this guy's got a ton of speed. We're going to put him in a fast car immediately. Rick Hendrick went and hired him away from Bill Davis, was in the Babe Ruth car in Xfinity Series now, doing pretty well. You know, Rick saw some things. Boom, he puts him in a cup car. He wrecked 13 times his rookie year but was super fast. Second year, blew up. Rick Hendrick changed the mold. He allowed a guy like Tony Stewart to be able to come in and get in a good car, Blaney to come in and get in a good car, Chase Elliott to come in and get in a good car. For the most part, In NASCAR history, you had to get here and earn the good car. You didn't immediately get in an RCR
1: car. They had to see you and go,
0: okay, this guy can do it. Yeah, you worked your way up. You went
1: C, B, and then the A. You just kind of worked your way up over the years. For sure. Now you have these kids that are coming in as rookies, and they're going right to A's. Yeah. They're not not going into the C car, B car, then the A car. Eric Jones has never been in a C car in his life. And he will continue
0: to be in an A car. Chase Elliott has never been in a C car in his life. Doesn't. It's not anything derogatory toward them. Yeah. They just don't know what it's like to be in a, in a subpar car. Now, to TJ's point, when you came in and went CBA, when you got to A, if you didn't do well, you never heard of you again. <laughs> see right. you. Yeah. You know, see you. And you were right. a lot older. <laughs>
1: yeah. You were a lot older. Yeah.
2: Do you? I mean, do you guys think that, you know, these rookies should come in and earn their way up or – are they good just to come uh, think, straight in into an A?
1: I think the way Chase and Blaney have went about it are, are, are pretty good examples. They both put their time in in the lower tier series and came in and earned their... I mean, Chase is the Xfinity champion. Blaney came in. Blaney ran two, three years in the truck series and, and won races and was competitive. And they've all came in and put their time in. and, and uh, You know, I remember watching Blaney his first... Remember when he went to Darlington? Yeah. He was the first car on the track. and we were all watching him, we were holding our breath in the corner because he was about to knock the wall over the corner, but man, he was digging, you know, and he comes in there and and these guys, they both have talent, so, you know, I'd say if they didn't have the talent to do it, I would, you know, but these guys both have talent, have both put their time in, uh, in the lower tier series, Blaney's been in the trucks for at least two years, Chase took two years of Xfinity, it's not like they've just went from you know, super late models, ran a couple of Xfinity races, and now they're in the Cup Series. You know, they've actually put time in, in a lower tier series and worked their way up. So It was uh, economics back then, and it's economics now. You know,
0: if you've got the sponsorship attraction to put you in the fast car, you're going to get in it. But TJ's definitely spot on for fast cars go fast, man. Yeah. Josh Wise in the 48 would outrun Jimmy Johnson in that 30 every single race. Yeah,
1: I'm not 100% sure. A guy like Eric Jones, like, hey, he's got a super amount of talent. He's fast. He knows where to place the car. But he doesn't doesn't seem to handle adversity very well in my eyes. So I'm not sure if he, whatever, had to make it in a lower tier car, he would, he would survive anymore just because of some decisions he might make or something. But he's got a ton of talent. He's got tons of speed. Valid point. It's tough to struggle in any sport. Yeah. You know.
2: So were these questions good? Were these one might have bar been your or best ones,
0: one man? Bar? Best best question was the one bar question. Yeah. We could I, we could talk about
1: that for an dude, hour. Dude, I like Justin Timberlake question. That made that made me think. I like Justin Timberlake. I'm
2: sorry, it wasn't Justin Bieber. What if it was Justin Timberlake or Justin Bieber? Same. Justin
1: right. Justin uh just, Oh, you're going just Justin. <laughs> just you're just, going. Just, he's going. He go Bieber. He's a believer. Just yeah, Why he would he not go? Is it too late now to say sorry? Yes, it is. Cuz I am
0: Missing more than just to your body. Kristen, <laughs> this is to
1: you. <laughs> She's sniffing gluten right now. She is. Swelling up. She's probably stabbing herself in the leg turning right now red. with a pen. Probably. Indianapolis,
0: man, home of the Brickyard four hundred and some other race, it's not a big deal.
1: Yeah. This is I have never won a race there, so I would really like to check that off my list.
0: Me too. Elliot ran second, third back in the eight days at this place. Yeah. Heartbreaking man, sat on the pole, which was cool. We used to go to Indy, man, have a hundred thousand people there for
1: qualifying. Right. Yeah. Insane. We used to be able to go out on pit road and stand now, there.
0: Now
2: we've got a hundred. <laughs> we
1: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we used to be able to go out there and stand on Pit Road for qualifying. Yeah. Right right on the inside of the pit wall. Yeah. And man, those cars coming into that corner. Yeah, yeah it was they're so fast, <laughs> man. Good. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Well, it was pretty good. But uh I've led there. I've led laps there, but have never got the victory. You screwed up the whole race in the tire war deal. Not tire
0: war, but the tire debacle. Whenever we because blew a tire. You, you kept blowing tires every eight laps, so they kept throwing cautions every it seven. Wasn't us. So Dale Jr. wouldn't keep blowing tires.
1: We got out in the lead one time. We were only in the lead one time, I think. And I, I looked back, and I'm like, man, we've got a big lead. And I'm like, yeah, I need to tone it down. And then he was like, I'm just riding. I'm like, okay, yeah. Another so, tire. He blew he about seven tires that day. No, only about two, man. Man. Everybody blew tires. You know me many blown tires? Were we, we didn't blow no. any, but we had to keep
0: stopping for you guys. We, so we you wouldn't blow another one. They were all over the place. The most famous steakhouse on tour, arguably, mm-hmm. St. Yes. Elmo's. I think I'm going to go Thursday night and Friday night. You getting the shrimp?
1: Shrimp cocktail. I don't need that. It's got too much spicy you stuff was. in it. Shrimp cocktail, man. You it's too dive spicy. In. Dive in. No, I'm not diving into that. It's spicy. I don't eat spicy food you got to just respect no. the place, man. Just uh-huh. Dive in.
2: I will say for anyone who's never been to Indianapolis, um city, fantastic. Great downtown. Love that city. Similar to Charlotte. Yeah, very yeah. flat. Clean. Kind of, yeah.
1: Stadiums right there. A lot of good hooters. bars. It's it's got a a lot of good bars. It's got a lot a of good, good hooters. restaurants. Hooters. It's
2: got Hooters. It's got,
1: it's got a P.F. Chang's with a nightclub in it. <laughs> Elliot's little boy, Wyatt,
0: he's like six now. Oh, he, he loves Hooters. He loves Hooters. He's like, let's go to Hooters. His mom Amanda gets pissed. It's I awesome. almost, I bet. Oh, man, well, I mean,
1: he likes he likes the, he likes the yeah. wings. He likes chicken. That's wings. why we all go there. We all go to right. Hooters for the wings. Yeah, and the Daytona curly style. Yeah, and the curly fries and the breasts. <laughs> <laughs> what
0: well, they got the fried chicken breast? Don't yeah, they? They do.
1: <laughs> they do. All
0: right, we got to predict I, some some stuff for Indy last week. TJ, I was hope I was pulling for him because he had Clint.
1: That's what I was really hoping for. Um. Uh, well, where are we going, Indy? Indy. Oh, man. It's all about motor. All right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you don't have motor, you're not going to win Indy. How many races do we have left in the season? Oh, now he's going to get analytical. Oh, He's been just picking all year. He's five races behind, and now he's getting nervous.
1: Well, um, we got th- that bonus. What is that bonus junk? What bonus? There's a bonus one on there they give you. I mean, what, but we didn't know nobody won it. It yeah. was the all-star. Nobody it's on, won it's it. Had it on there. No, no, no. You no, had no, to win man. the race
0: to get the bonus. Nobody got it. You had to win the race. So it was. Neat. You got a
1: five-point lead, right? Yeah, that's correct. That's a fact. So, <laughs> it's a fact.
2: Man.
1: I'll do this after. Let me pick my make my pick here. I'll show you why it's added in there. Oh God! Here we go. Anyway, so it, yeah. for Indy, let's go ahead and um. Uh, uh, I'm picking between two cars. I've got th- I've got who I want to pick, but I'm. I've got to go with. Uh, I'm
0: gambling. I'm gambling hard. Anybody's gonna gamble on this show all year.
1: No, I gambled last week. That's pretty hard gambling. I pick you. We had a chance though. It was a short track, so I should have went Bristol. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go. If I mean, I, I'm, now that you said you're gambling, I'm thinking. Golly, uh, I need Kristen See, here to rush you, this you, along. You screwed it up.
0: Yeah, he didn't know what to do.
2: You you really might.
1: Um, yeah.
0: See, but when you get the lead, you can you can intimidate your you know your your competitor, especially
2: when you're five out. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, that's like being up 30 points in a football game.
1: <laughs> let's roll with uh, let's roll with Kyle. It's going Kyle Bush or Larson. Bush, Kyle Bush. I've already used Larson. The Buschmeister.
0: So, <laughs> I have a really unique strategy. And I only have this strategy because the – Just Hend- give me the win right here. No, Just be done with it. I am I may be about to hand it to you. The only reason I even have this strategy is because the Hendrick PR team jumped the gun on naming an announcement, a replacement, in the event that Dell Jr. doesn't race. So, I'm going to gamble. And, and I hope that I don't even have a starter. Like, I hope Dell Jr. comes back and has a good weekend. But in the event that he's not going to come back, I'm going to pick Jeff Gordon. So either I'm not going to have a driver in the race at all, or or I'm going to have Jeff Gordon, who hasn't raced all year. So we're going to take a gamble and go with Jeff Wonderboy, who's now 40-plus years old, Gordon. TJ, you got any comments? No, I'm adding this guy's math up because it's terrible. (laughs) Dude. Okay, and and see, here's the funny thing. Here's the funny thing about about TJ's prediction thing. We we both picked Denny Hamlin for the 500. I picked him because I thought he was going to win, and TJ picked him because he didn't want him to win. So we tied on that one, and it really should have been another win for I him. really
1: screwed that one up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I really bowed that one pretty that hard. You got to
0: rethink that strategy. So anyway, Jeff Gordon against who'd you pick? Kyle wow. Busch. I'm I'm at a disadvantage regardless, but I got to gamble on this one. I'm not gambling. No, yeah, I think you picked the top three Five, or four yeah. guy, no doubt.
1: Yeah, TJ, so. you
2: got a rant today?
1: We've already covered most of my rants. Maybe, uh, maybe uh, if I could rant about anything, maybe um, this Pokemon stuff. If I could get <laughs> Brett to quit playing it, I, I, find- don't, I don't even know what it is. Dude, I found a rare Pokemon on the roof and I realized it was the two spotter Did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about Pokemon's and Clintons. Yeah. And I'm like, this is nineteen eighty eight. I thought Pokemon again. was a card game back in the day. I, that's it what was. I thought. You had it. No. Are people paying for this app? I no. I don't, think so. I don't think you can pay for it. So
0: what are how are they making money? Advertising? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe. I
2: mean, the entire damn country is playing Not this Not Brett thing. Griffin. His ha- Josh his, Mastin. his family ain't playing it. Talking to myself him. in
0: third person like I'm a rock. <laughs> Brett Griffin's family ain't playing it. I won't let my kids play it. Meanwhile, they're in Charlotte right now hunting. <laughs> it's good family fun. It's good
1: family fun. How about go get a damn fishing rod and have some family fun? You know? You know, I, I'm all – I think it's pretty cool. At least kids are getting out and doing something at least. It's better than, you know – Sitting, you know, I mean, I, I'm glad to see some kids getting out and get something to get them a little active and do it. But, I mean, I, I fished all the time when I was little. I went fishing all the damn time. But fish, ride motorcycles, ride a bike, ride a skateboard. Yeah. We ain't chase Pokemon
0: people that don't even exist. I mean, what, what if you ride wrestling. your
1: skateboard? Watch, watch wrestling. What if you ride your skateboard or bike to go find Pokemon?
0: Well, you probably get run over because this app's putting Pokemon people in the middle of interstates. <laughs>
1: Hey, speaking of The Rock, do you know he's one of the
2: highest paid actors in Hollywood right now? He is he still
1: be. in that show? If you is can smell la, 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 what yeah. The Rock is cooking. He was my favorite wrestler. Yeah, He's still. Oh, he's Jabroni. He's
2: a, a race
0: fan. Is he? Yeah. Heck yeah, man. Dwayne yeah. Johnson. Is who's in the new, who's uh, he a
2: race fan of? Uh, it doesn't matter who he's a race <laughs> fan, fan of.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Him and Hermie are big buddies. Sadler. So. He do, it doesn't matter what your damn name is. That's what to say, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. You can say right? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> anyway You can say damn, yeah. you can't say
0: Yeah, all the other stuff. <laughs> yeah.
1: So Alright, well let's go to Indy and see how we do. Thanks everybody for joining us here in uh the Exalta Studio. Thanks one main. Yeah, well, good you? luck uh in the truck race Wednesday night.
2: Maybe Kristen will be back next week, maybe, maybe not Maybe
1: not. Depends on our gluten intake. Yeah, she's maybe we you know what I'm gonna buy her that bubble and get her one. <laughs> I got to pee. Holla. All right. See See ya. ya. At
0: One Main Financial, we believe in the importance of community. That means partnering with our neighbors to reach common goals, lending a hand when it matters most, and commitment to our neighborhoods. Community isn't just where you are, it's where you make a difference. One Main Financial, not just in the neighborhood, but part of your community. Providing personal loan solutions and one-on-one local service. One Main Financial, your needs, your goals, your dreams. Offer subject to restrictions and requirements of the licensee. For licensing information, visit our website or call us.
2: You've been listening to Door Bumper Clear. Brought to you by OneMain. For updates on Elliot Sadler and the number one junior motorsports team, go to OneMainRacing.com.
0: Hey everyone, this is Natalie Sather from Motormouth, and coming up on this week's show, Katie, Carson, and I ask drivers what they would do to impress a date. Tune in this Wednesday to Motormouths right here on Dirty Mo Radio.
2: Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo Radio.